0: fifth line Mike Todd here in arena host for your Columbus Blue Jackets and you're listening to the subjectively speaking podcast and now here's Jeremy Paul and Laura Norman
1: what is up everyone and welcome on and I am Jeremy
0: and I'm Laura and
1: Laura before we get started the games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium DraftKings Free-to-Play Pools are available every day of the Tokyo Games and they are offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs each day and Laura, do you know what the best part is? What? It's Free-to-Play. DraftKings Free-to-Play Pools are available and they are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events, and track your results throughout the evening and see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from total medal count to specific questions to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Maybe you like Simone Biles and bring home that bronze... What do you Hell know about yeah. our girl, Simone?
0: We love her.
1: How we do. This is a Simone Biles Stan podcast. It's actually what we're uh, talking about today. We're rebranding, and we're just going to be talking about Simone Biles from now on.
0: Um, that's not 100% true, but we do stand her, and we stan mental health advocacy and doing what is right for you.
1: <laughs> that we do. Um, even though we are bad examples of doing that all the time. <laughs> We are. Do what we say, not as we do. Isn't that what they say? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, So welcome on in, everyone, to another episode of Subjectively Speaking. Uh, You know what, Laura? The Blue Jackets, oddly quiet this week. I mean, this is like the first week in the last, like, two months that I feel like they have not been dramatic (laughs) or, like, made us, you know, not have to work for our content. I've kind of gotten used to not having to work for the content, and this week they're like... (laughs) Guess what? <laughs> you gotta work for it a little bit this week. And that we did. And and so we've got a good show for y'all, but you know, nothing too wild, which is just a breath of fresh air.
0: Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. I mean, I, I think I texted you on Monday or Tuesday, it's just Thursday, by the way. Um, and was like, hey, what do we talk about this week? Do I need to like homework anything or whatnot? And yeah, it's the, it's kind of like a weird, there's also a lot of like journalists that are on vacation this week, so, you know, not as much stuff is being reported, and yeah, it's kind of a, kind of a slow week, and not only just Blue Jackets land, but kind of hockey land in general, there's a couple, you know, sparks here or there of different things, but yeah, it has been kind of quiet, which is totally okay, because it gives us an opportunity to talk about some, like, other, like, some, like, not super Blue Jackets related things, but, like, offshoots, and yeah. one of the things that we wanted to talk about was something that you and I got to do last week, um, after we recorded last week's episode, we went to the WNCI softball summer classic um, at Huntington Park and got to watch just a class of characters play some softball. Um, Oh, you
1: know what I just thought of? What? Neither of us won the 50-50s that we entered or like the raffles.
0: Wow, way to bring it down. We only bought one ticket each.
1: I bought three.
0: (laughs) Well, you bought three. Well, one (laughs) ticket for each thing. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah
0: um so yeah way to br- but hey the money went to charity so I,
1: yes that is so true every time i've talked about like being sad about like you know being out money i'm like oh i'm such a dick like this is definitely going to charity so i really need to get over myself
0: but yes outside of the bummer of the fact that we did not win any of the raffles that we entered um we got to see it was kind of like a columbus ish like celebrity softball game so, initially, the re- the reason why we were going was <laughs> because, of course, Cam Atkinson was supposed to play. Um, Can you believe
1: and, I still have his jersey up? Can you believe I haven't taken it down?
0: Well, it's because you haven't gotten your other one yet. Don't act like you're doing it because it's some, like, notion <laughs> of respect for my feelings. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right. I have
1: none of those.
0: <laughs> but um so yes we were initially going to this event so that we could see cam um and um, as you all know cam got traded the week beforehand so um he was not playing uh so instead we went to support um jack rosovic oliver bjorkstrand and jean-luc grandpierre represent the blue jackets um amongst some other there was I'm not gonna remember what his name was, but that guy that played for the crew.
1: Yeah, Frankie Hadouk. Hey also, one of my favorite favorite stars, Ryan Cabrera. One of my favorites. <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, so I, I refuse to give out my actual age on our program, but um, so Jeremy didn't know who Ryan Cabrera was. Did you just, was that a five? Yeah. Oh. Twenty-five.
1: <laughs> what? Am I wrong?
0: Sure. Um, <laughs> But is um,
1: that a five? You're about to kill me.
0: I was about to kill you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Ryan Cabrera was like a teenage heartthrob of mine and he was there, uh, playing in the game as well, as well as his girlfriend, who is, or fiance, who is actually a Columbus native. She is, her name is Alexis and she is in the WWE. She is a professional female wrestler. um, so I had to explain who Ryan Cabrera was, which made me feel old.
1: Also a um, pop-up concert, like pop-up Ryan Cabrera concert, in which he sang yes. most songs that weren't his, like most songs that were just from the era. <laughs> like,
0: but hey, it worked out fine. Um, oh,
1: yeah, because then I knew them. Like, then I knew the song.
0: That is true. Um, but then also such incredible Columbus names as a little band called 21 Pilots um, and their respective wives. Um a Debbie Ryan, uh, no one knew Debbie Ryan was going to play in this game. She just sort yeah. of appeared. Um, I and then like of they course, didn't
1: announce either of the wives.
0: Oh, yeah, we didn't know either of the wives were playing. But yeah. Debbie Ryan was definitely the, like, shocker of everyone that was at that stadium. Um, and then, of course, Walk the Moon were also there. And some other various Columbus celebrities and such it was fun Um, it was fun it was a lot of fun they did a home run derby um then they played the game and mr jack roselvick ends up being softball game mvp and scores a home run hat trick uh getting three home runs in a row which was insane
1: well also like the walk-off home run because they called the game after his game winning third home run of the night, and he finished second in the home run derby. Um, a couple of Ohio State softball players uh, participated in the game, and one of them was in the softball um, home run derby. And, I mean, no disrespect to the athleticism of Jack Roslevic, also Jean-Luc Grandpierre, who also participated in the uh, celebrity home run derby, which was tough. Like, that was tough.
0: It was tough. It was the two of them versus a Ohio State girls softball player – who is, like, exceedingly good.
1: Yeah, she was very good. I think she said she had 13 home runs, like, the entire season last year. So, like, right. homegirl does this, like, does this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what she does. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it was great, and it was just a breakup. I mean, like, I don't know what it is about you and me that just ends up at uh, Huntington Field, Huntington Park to watch Uh, some sort of a blue jacket do something there because we went the one time for cam's uh first pitch at like the blue jacket season ticket holder night at huntington park and
0: (laughs) nearly sweated to death
1: that was horrible like that was so bad but this one was good like the weather was really nice and and all that kind of stuff so it was a 10 out of 10 kind of night so speaking of columbus and like loving all things columbus you Mm, know who you know who really fucks with the city of columbus
0: Hmm, is it Zach Wierenski? It
1: is. It is, in fact, Zach Wierenski, who, uh, as we were recording last week, <laughs> signed a six year extension uh, with the Columbus Blue Jackets at a whopping $9.583 um, million dollars a year. The 8 3, I do think that that is just like a myth, like that's irony, but like that's funny. Is that actually irony, or am I doing the thing that like Alanis Morissette did where like none of it was actually irony? And it was just I'm, all coincidences.
0: No, I see. I'm going to go with that it is purposeful, but okay. only, <laughs> only halfway pers- purposeful. I think they drew up the papers, saw that that's what it equated to, and were like, that's hilarious. We're going to keep it that way.
1: Right. Like, maybe Zach actually, like, wanted, like, a little more. But he was like, actually. You know what? That's but funny.
0: Actually, the eight, the extra $83,000... Is just a nice, ha ha, to a former line mate.
1: Yeah, I'm a pretty big fan of of the number, and I also like. Let me start by saying that I understand where people are coming from in saying that they think the Blue Jackets overpaid for Zach. But here's the deal, right? Like there's probably no dollar figure that I would not have given him to stick around if not to just stop the bleeding of this idea that like all the stars want to leave Columbus. And maybe I'm being dramatic and maybe I'll like eat those words in like four years if something doesn't go right. But also like he's twenty four years old. Like he's not like an aged defenseman who's gonna really start to tank anytime soon. I mean, he's he's hitting the stride of his of his peak, right? Like so I don't think we overpaid. I think one day in the near future, everybody's going to consider that a deal. I hope. That's my optimism coming through. But sometimes that's what you got to do to keep guys around, too.
0: Well, and, you know, as, as much as there's, like, some bitterness feelings on my end of things, basically trading away the man that did nothing but say that he loved Columbus and wanted to be here, um, and then we we sign another person that's like, I love Columbus. I, I want to be here. Um, I think it is a really good sign. I, I loved Zach's post-signing interviews where he said there was no doubt in my mind. I'm a Blue Jacket. I'm going to continue to be a Blue Jacket. and I'm going to do everything that I can to bring a Stanley cup here. And, you know, he really dispelled all those rumors. I really think it's hilarious and maybe I don't know. Maybe it's funny to me because you and I are best friends and we do this podcast together and we also just do a lot of things together, but all the rumors that were like oh, Zach definitely wants to go to Detroit so he can play with his best friend Dylan Lurkin. Like And he was like, I never wanted to... He literally said, (laughs) I never wanted to go to Detroit. Right. Like, he's literally fine. Like, he doesn't want to. Um, And I think that that is just one of those weird things that happen in hockey amongst both people on the professional reporting level and then all the tears down of these rumors. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I think that it's a good sign. We now have some really staple guys for this rebuild that we're going through that have committed a good chunk of their careers to going through this process. I mean, we've got Zach for another seven years. We've got Boone for four. We've got Oliver for four. Oh, we've got Boone for five. Um, we've got Oliver for four more years. Um you know, we've got these sort of like, let's see what you can do contracts going right now Mm -hmm. um, where we will potentially sign those people for longer things. Who knows what's going to happen with Patrick Laine? You know, but I think that these are the right stepping stones that we need to take in a rebuild process. So, you know, so yeah, whatever with people who say that we overpaid, Zach, I agree with you that I think, you know, this will be fine. I think now that he gets his chance to shine on his own out, out of the shadow of Seth Jones, that we're just unleashing his potential. And as Mm -hmm. long as he stays injury free, which as Yarmo said, he's played with a broken face. So like, (laughs) you know, it's, It's one of these things where I think that in the long run, it'll be a good situation for us.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think in in terms of like the idea of overpaying, like I would like Blue Jackets fans and like actually less Blue Jackets fans because I feel like most of us are pretty like rational and understand that like this isn't really that much of an overpayment. And if it is, it's only by like a million or so like there's not a bunch of big money going out over the course of the next three, four years anyway. Like, sure, like Patrick Line, if he performs well this year and the team decides that they want to keep him around long term, he's going to make coin. Like, he's going to make some bucks. Like, that's just like, get ready for that a, a paycheck that's probably anywhere from nine to 11 million dollars a year. Like, just get ready for that. Um, but then you look down the lineup and you see, like, Matt, I, this is my, uh, I almost said July. Nope. Next month, this is my August 5th prediction, is that Max Domi is not going to be a Blue Jacket next year. So it's like that money is not going to need to be that, – that that's not going to be a big check that you have to worry about. None of your young guys are going to be off of their, off of their entry-level contract. And if they are, like some of your younger guys like Bemstrom or whatever, like those guys are going to be making anywhere from $1 to $2 million for a couple of years. Like the big money doesn't exist here aside from Voracek um Wierenski, potentially line a and then depending on what Elvis resigns for or Corpasolo that was just a crass assumption <laughs> um then You know, you've got you know maybe six to eight million dollars in goaltending, but outside of that, like there's not a ton of money going out. Like this isn't a team that has to worry about trying to to get Artemi Panarin to stay for eleven and a half million dollars and paying Sergei Bobrovsky ten million dollars and Matt Duchesne nine. I mean, like if you look at like where this team could be, right? Like versus where it actually is, like we're fine in, in terms of cap. Like I feel confident with where we are. But one of the things that you bring up in the rebuild and in the moving forward of this whole shindig is, you know, the younger guys, right. The specifically I'm thinking of our three first round picks who just absolutely ate it up in the third game of the Canadian. uh, It's basically like they did like a a junior showcase, essentially. Um, You know, a lot of this is like a camp to try to get, get an idea of where the junior team is going into the 2022 world juniors um or no 2021 i guess it technically starts in december january ish i don't know i think it's january um so get super excited for that because the blue jackets for the first time in a while are going to have some really really stellar prospects playing in that game and in those in that tournament and um let me tell you they did the damn thing the other night
0: (laughs) well i mean the image that you sent me of their stats between the three of them there were seven goals one of them had four on his own.
1: Yeah. So, so Kent Johnson scored two goals, had three assists. So, Kent Johnson had a five point night. Uh, Cole Sillinger had a four goal night. Um, and then one of Kent Johnson's assists came, uh, was to Corson Coleman's, or I'm going to fuck that up for the next however many years. Um, you know, like scoring the, the game winning overtime goal. And so, I mean, that also just has to be such a cool, like, dynamic to, like, be in this camp and to be, you know, on this team with with guys who are your age that drafted you in the first round. Uh, you know, it it just has to be fun for them to be able to, like, you know, I don't want to say commiserate because that it has a negative connotation, but, like, to be able to, like, talk about their future and what Columbus will look like for them.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, to get – to get a feel. They put them all on the same team, on Team Red, I believe was what it was. They
1: did for the first – I think for the second game. The third game they were on different teams because Ken Johnson and Cole Cylinder just kept, like, going off separately and negating what the other was doing. It was like – it was almost like a
0: <laughs> who's
1: better <laughs> like, contest.
0: They're like, let's just – it'll be better when you're all on the same side. Yeah, um, right. So, but, yeah, they're getting some opportunity to – play with people that they will hopefully enter into the national hockey league with. Um, They're definitely going to enter into this next upcoming academic year season together. Um, So yeah, it's, it's going to be wild times, but it's a positive thing. It's a positive thing to see Mm -hmm. prospects doing so well Um, especially after the year that they've had you know we talked about it in our draft episode that a lot of these kids that were drafted this year some of them played 10 games 10 games in the year leading up to this draft so they haven't Mm -hmm. really had the opportunity to show what they have you know scouts had to go off of you know, data and film that was at least a year old, if not older. And so having them get this opportunity and to see them do so well is a really good and positive thing, I think.
1: No, I, I totally agree. And I just, I mean, it's hard to not be excited. I, this is what I talked about when we talked about like rebuilding and like why wow, this is exciting and fun. It's like for moments like this, right? Like for when you look, you know, When you can almost like look in the hour or in the like, you know, snow globe, ball, magic ball, whatever the you want to call it. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. And you look into it and you can see the future and the future is those three guys in Canada. It's the guys who are over, um, you know, in Russia right now who are playing really well in the preseason for the KHL. I wish we could watch KHL games in America. That's probably, Vladimir probably said no, so we probably can't. But, yeah, but um, I
0: think I have to be at like three in the morning. That's and...
1: fine. I would do it. I want to, I need to watch, I really want to watch Kirill Marchenko, Dmitry Vronkov. Like those are just guys that I, I would like to watch play hockey.
0: Understandable.
1: So, and we will be able to, apparently I was listening to Front Nationwide today and uh, apparently the thought is that Marchenko will be in the NHL next year. His deal ends. No, that has to be wrong after 22-23. Never mind. Um, just kidding. Run it back. Reverse that. So regardless, like there's a lot of fun to be had in Columbus over the course of the next five years. So if you're not on the bandwagon right now because you're afraid of them sucking, like hear you, heard, felt, understood – But you might want to think about getting your ticket now before the stock goes up. Because I I do think that give it a year. And I think the way that people are going to talk about the future of this organization is going to change drastically.
0: Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of fun to be had. And there'll be some growing pains as well. But, you know, we're Blue Jackets through and through. So,
1: Speaking of a Blue Jacket through and through.
0: John Tortorella.
1: (laughs) ESPN's own. So I'm, I'm so excited for this. Like, I, I don't think you understand.
0: <laughs> I am both excited and very nervous for the first blue jackets game that he does analysis for. Cause I'm afraid I'm just afraid, but I am so excited to have him have a, a, not that he's hurting for money, but for him to have a job and like, he's doing something that he loves. He did this before. Um, he is great at what he does. It's why he's the most winningest American coach out there, and I think that he's gonna bring a new level. Um, he's also gonna put that handsome mug on the TV screens.
1: Are you are you into John Tortorella?
0: Not really, but like, like I feel like no, stop it. Are you
1: kind of into John? No. Are you sure?
0: I'm positive.
1: Okay, sorry. <laughs>
0: He's a handsome older man, but no, he is not my interest. Thank you. (laughs) Hey, Siri,
1: play Sugar Daddy by Noah Davis. Oh, God, it's actually going to play it. Oh, God.
0: Chad, anyways. We can't get sued, okay, for you playing illicit phone or illicit Illicit phone. What? Illicit what?
1: Anyway. Explicit. Like, illicit is different. That's, that Thank means you. something totally Can different. We
0: stop teasing and making fun of me, please. <laughs> I've had a week, okay?
1: <laughs> but I thought my favorite, <laughs> my favorite meme that I saw was from Adam Vingan. Ving- Ving- I think he writes for the Predators, but <laughs> he writes for the Athletic, for the Predators. And it was a meme that said John Torella analyzing Blue Jackets games on ESPN, and it's a soccer Saturday like panel. And somebody said, What did you think? Did your former club play well? <laughs> and the guy says, No, I thought they played like shit. Like I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Like if you're a Blue Jackets fan, like
0: No, I don't want him to lie. No, I, don't I want, want him
1: to, to be like, What the fuck was, was Booner doing there? Like, what was like I don't but know. But also
0: if if it is a good thing, I want him to be I want him to be like, I'm proud. I'm proud of them. And I know he'll say nice things about Oliver because he's always liked Oliver.
1: That's true. He does like Ollie. Well, and that's the thing that I think is really important about this that I think a lot of people are like underselling is it's like ESPN is is inherently due to the person who signs your paychecks, like is a big, big time fan of the city of columbus because of the right like and so it's already like the exposure like for columbus on espn it's already been higher than it ever was on nbc like let's be honest but on top of that now you add into the mix john tortorella who i would argue like there's a lot to be said about his time in Tampa and New York and how you would probably consider those to be just as successful as his time in Columbus. But if you think about recency bias, that's his most recent job as being the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. And that's going to bring attention to the Blue Jackets whenever he's doing, you know, like, you know, different segments or whatever, like that's going to matter. And I think it's going to bring a lot of attention and I'm really excited about that. I do, I do hope that he shits on us a little bit. I'm excited to see what John brings to the table at ESPN because I think it's good. Like I think, I think having a personality is also important when it comes to like sports analysts and commentators.
0: And yeah, I mean, nothing about John Torrell says he sugarcoats anything. So no, I want him to bring his pure honesty and color commentary to ESPN and yeah so from both of us congratulations towards we're excited
1: we are i honestly listen we had this peg we said that he might have a future in broadcasting because he's done it before he did it for TSN i i have to say that i really thought TNT would get him before ESPN because TNT has like a little bit more i don't want to say personality when it comes to like their analysts but if you think about like the nba coverage like Charles Barkley, like those guys who are like really animated and really like emotional about sports. I really thought that that might be where he landed. But listen, ESPN, the more the merrier. I love it.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: The worldwide leader in sports. Are we going to get sued?
0: Probably not.
1: I don't know. ESPN be scaring the shit out of me.
0: Well, let's quit talking about it and hope that it doesn't get picked up on by anything of theirs. I'll
1: try my best. I'll, like, send it to somebody. Awesome. Let them know. Yeah. I just, like, want to get sued for some spice. Do you know what
0: I mean? I would prefer not to, but that's really just me personally. But it's fine. Um. So, yeah. But also in, like, some adjacent... Blue Jackets related news. And I think that this is probably something that I should say because I by far have talked the most shit about this person on this podcast. And while I still don't like a hundred percent understand or agree with how he left our club, um, he did make me cry this week and that is because former blue jacket current winnipeg jet pierre luc dubois has made the decision to change his number from 13 to 80 in honor of matisse kiv and it was announced on the one month anniversary of matisse's untimely death um and it is just a beautiful thing um And I hope that number 80 brings him a lot of luck except when they're playing us, of course. And, you know, I think that and when Jeremy and I were talking about it yesterday, that it just puts a lot of it in perspective. And I think that that is something a lot of not just blue jackets fans, but like sports fans in general, um, Need to remember and understand is that these players that we're watching are people. Um, and they go through the same things that we who sit behind a computer screen or um, record themselves talking behind a microphone. Like they experience all the things that we experience. So mm-hmm. whether it's someone wanting to honor his, you know, deceased friend and teammate or a young woman who wants to choose her mental health over a gold medal like these are all people and these are all real people things um so it's time to be a little bit nicer i think and that goes for me too i mean i'm not i'm not a terrible person by any means but you know it's, it's one of those things that we strive to be where we want to be the most inclusive voice that we can be and the most human-focused sports-related talk podcast situation that we can be. So thank you for me anyway, PL, for honoring Kivy in this way, and it was a really beautiful, beautiful thing for you to do to honor your friend.
1: And we're a people first podcast, and I think I think fandom would be so much better if everybody were, was a person first kind of person, if that makes sense. I think, like you said, like our conversations about how things have been brought into perspective over the course of the last month, and and just like the the difficulty that a lot of these folks have gone through. Like I think more than ever in Columbus, we've seen our team as humans and that doesn't just like, I hope that doesn't just happen for like the last month. Like I hope you can retroactively think about like, you know, different things that have happened in the, in the history of our organization and, and, you know, put a, put a human element to it and and just think through it because like Laura, I don't know that I agree or really appreciated how, how he left. But I, at first, like when he left, like I had him on like Adam foot, I had him on Jeff Carter, like, and sincerely, like, I did. Like, but at the end of the day, he's not there anymore. Like, and, and maybe that's just the recency bias. That's my word of the day, recency bias. Um, speaking, because like you said, like, changing his number to 80. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's good on you, PL. am I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that you have – I hope people in Winnipeg are nice with him too. Did you see some of the comments? I just – I, again, like people first, like let's be people first, people first. <laughs> like let's do that because that's what's that's what matters the most is is making sure that you're like a good person.
0: yeah, the internet's a scary enough place as it is like correct. if we can add some positivity to it, then that's what we should do. and hell, we should just be remembering how lucky we are to be able to witness. You know, the greatest hockey players in the world compete and, you know, yes, it's the banter is fun back and forth and we all have our feelings and opinions about games and players. But in the end of it, like, we're all just people Mm -hmm. and, you know, if we've learned nothing over the course of the last 18 months and what we're going to continue to learn as things with COVID continue, um, life is fucking hard yeah and we don't need to make it harder for ourselves so you know again good on you pl and i know wherever Kivi is looking down he is very happy to see his friend honoring him in that way so
1: and then i mean like what's touching too is you see elvis's post about the number change and saying like good on you buddy like kept your word like which you know tells me that those two had conversations around that time and you know that was a conversation that they had you know it's it just puts a lot into perspective this last month has it's been a weird time to be a blue jackets fan
0: well it's it's also something to remember like you and i talked about off pod is so much has happened in just a month Yesterday was the one month anniversary of Kivy dying and the entire Blue Jackets landscape looks entirely different from July 4th to August 4th. And so it's, it's that perspective as well. And yeah, hockey should be something that we find joy and fun and levity in and Yeah we've been rambling on about this, but be nicer to each other and to yourself. So.
1: Correct. It's just so important. And I mean, like you you said, we've been rambling on, but I could ramble on even longer. It's just like, it's just so important. And that's what we exist for. That's what we exist for as a podcast. And so I think it's, yeah, it's powerful stuff. And I am very happy with that show of support from PL. Agreed. But Laura, our listeners are gonna be so grateful.
0: Because it's a short episode.
1: Yeah. Like I mean, like we like listen, if it's I I hear you, right? Like y'all who are listening right now, you're like, damn, we usually have another half hour left. Well guess what? You can hit you can hit restart. You can. And if you hit restart, then we get two listens instead of one.
0: Which is helpful.
1: We'll buy you something nice
0: ice cream cone
1: a soft pretzel perhaps ooh hopefully hopefully the salt returns to the soft pretzels in nationwide arena
0: yeah that would be nice they were a little sad
1: correct but one little nugget to leave everybody on and let them be a little excited for next week um i'm not gonna say who but we do have a friend stopping by the podcast next week to talk a little bit about our beloved cleveland monsters So get really excited for that weird announcement that they went to 20, a 23 team playoff, which is just so messy. I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm sure we're going to talk with our guest about that at, at nauseam and um, y'all should be really excited. This is like a really quality human, like,
0: Top notch
1: A plus There evening.
0: has also been a lot of changes to the roster and the monsters over the last week, um, yeah. losing some key, some key staples that have been monsters for a very long time. Um, so I am definitely interested in talking to our guests about that as well, as their landscape also changes with some of their core um, going elsewhere. Um, but yeah, so get excited. We have we actually have a couple fun guests coming up, so we but do. next week going to be really really fun, and I'm looking forward to that recording. Yeah, me too. Should I do the fun things?
1: You should. You probably should because they're my favorite part.
0: <laughs> I don't know about favorite, but <laughs> if you would like um, you can follow us on social. No, media. actually, no. What that was,
1: that was too nice.
0: You should no. Uh, You have to.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) You have to follow us on social media. Um, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at subjectivelypod. If you're not following us on Twitter, please, please, please do create a Twitter account. Pretend it's 2009. Light it up. We are so close to 500 followers on Twitter. I can taste it. So please... Follow us on Twitter and Instagram.
1: What's it taste like?
0: Success. Okay. Um, Sweet tart (laughs) ropes. I don't know. (laughs) Um, You can also follow us on Facebook at Subjectively Speaking. You can check out our website, subjectivelyspeaking.com, if you want to learn a little bit more about Jeremy and I. Uh, You can also check out our super sweet merch store. Let me just do a little self-promotion. Hello at subjectivelyspeaking.threadless.com and get yourself some sweet merch. Um, We have lots of things, as you saw, mugs, t-shirts, zip pouches, stickers, magnets, what a, tank tops, whatever you like that's there. And it would mm-hmm. really help us out a lot. So please visit our store. Pick yourself up. Something nice. And then, yeah, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are listening to us at. We finally broke the 30-star rating number on iTunes or Apple Podcasts.
1: Were we trying to hit fifty by now? What were we trying to? I think when we very first started the podcast, I think we got to t- like ten really quick, and I think we got overzealous. And we it didn't. was, it was by Easter you wanted to get to a certain number. Was that number thirty?
0: It might have been, and that was not ha- achieved.
1: Happy Easter.
0: Happy, <laughs> happy Easter. He has risen. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> <to> Thirty-two. <laughs> He has risen to 32 ratings. Um, so, yeah, if you want to help us get that number higher, maybe even, like, peak at 40 by, like, I don't know, Christmas. Christmas would be great. Um, <laughs> then he is born again. So, however you want to go about that. Um, obviously, I hope that you know that Jeremy and I are accepting, but not overly religious equally, so... No offense
1: to anyone. I was going to say, on that note, Laura and I are going to go say some Hail
0: Marys. (laughs) But yeah, so rate, review, and subscribe and leave comments and interact with us.
1: We love talking to you.
0: We do. You're all
1: really beautiful people. Truly. Do something nice for yourself this week. Your homework assignment, if you're listening to the podcast, is to take a notebook down and write three of your favorite things about yourself. And if you're feeling so bold, you can tweet those at us at Pod. Yeah.
0: That's,
1: that's the mission this week.
0: Or if you need a pep talk, let us know. And we're also good at them.
1: We are. Oh my God. We should start. I don't want to do a cameo because we're not charging people to hear us talk. That's fucked up, but we should do like a little thing. Like I would absolutely stand in front of my camera and be like, you got this queen. Like I would do it. I would for sure do it. So let us know if you need that because I got you. Anyway, we're weird as hell. Make sure you take care of yourselves, take care of each other before we get a chance to talk to you all again next week with our very, very special guest. We're so excited about it. And we will talk to you all so soon. Bye.